I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. We still uh, are set to check in with Roger Egan from Bear River Lodge, so we'll look forward to that before we wrap up the program here this morning. But you uh, hooked us up with a guest this week, Russell, uh, Ray Lampert. Tell me how you two got connected. Well, he, he uh, got hold of us and needed some equipment for communications at a camp he was doing. We had no clue what he did. but uh, So we set him up with a, a Starlink and some phones. And I think, he, I, well, probably didn't take phones, but with the Starlink. Yeah. And how'd that work for you? It worked pretty well, Russ. Uh, we had a flawless... I communication with our customers all over North America and Canada, United States, it turned out uh, really, really good. Uh, We had no problem at all in reaching the people that we love and care about, our our customers that we train. And um, we were in a remote part of San Pete County, and we could get a periodic cell signal, but we had to have a pure signal that we could count on. And so with that system that we got from us, we were able to uh, put out some just remarkable training, uh, which we were doing live filming of and uh, pushing out to our customers. And they loved it. Uh, They also, from their remote locations, it was a camp that we did uh, where we had been training for the entire month of August and people from the remote regions of our customers uh, all over Canada and the United States, they were sending images and videos into us, which we brought into the live webinars also. And they were able to talk to each other and share the great experiences they were having in Idaho and Virginia and Alberta and Ontario and everywhere else yeah. that they were at down in Texas. And so it turned out to be a very good experience all because we had this technology that so, we had rented from Russ. So you're in a remote area of San Pete County with no other way yep. to, to talk to your clients out there. And you're you're doing Zoom in the middle of nowhere out to hundreds of people. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what we did. It was only a couple it, of years ago you couldn't incredible. do that. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh Tell us the name of your company and your website and a little bit about the company and the work you're doing. Well, the name of our company is griddownreadiness.com, G-R-I-D, downreadiness.com. And uh, what we specialize in doing is teaching individuals and families how to thrive in an environment where they don't have access to the grid. Uh, so basically, we teach survival uh, skills, and we have amazing amount of customers who are keenly interested in that right now. Uh, people are, are very interested in learning how to prepare their families for a 
future time that we may not have access to the power grid. And people have loved the training. That's basically yeah. what we do. Awesome. So do you put them in touch with the actual equipment uh, or just the skills necessary uh, in those situations? Because I'm thinking, Ray, this happens one of two ways. Either Mother Nature forces it on you or maybe you're actually looking forward to being in a situation where you escape the madness and get off the grid. Well, um, we actually teach that uh, your your head is your greatest equipment, your brain. <laughs> and uh, we discourage people from investing tens of thousands of dollars in equipment and help people understand that you may be separated from your stuff. You literally may have a time when you have your semi-power kit, your food storage, your, mm-hmm. your camper, your four-wheelers, your trailer, and you still need to figure out a way to survive. And so we teach people how to learn to uh, thrive in an environment like that, create a shelter uh, without even a tent, and um, do those types of things. And people have loved it. Uh, Where we actually cook dinner on an open fire uh, on Saturday night, we uh, taught them how to cook steak and potatoes and all kinds of things on an open fire, and um, we didn't have any pans that we used. We didn't have any type of equipment. It was just the coals and the food. And we showed people how to get that done. That was really quite a fun thing. And they really enjoyed that. They were um, quite excited about that. Is hunting part of this? Where did the steak come from? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, the, the hunting was not a part of it because it's not hunting season. The steak actually came from Macy's. Uh, and we, we just uh, used that uh, as a uh, as a meal. So the food would be picked up in Spanish Fork on the way down, and yeah. um, that was not a big deal. We just bought a couple of roasts and cut them up, and mm-hmm. it turned out really well. Yeah. Now, I was just thinking that gathering food would be one of the uh, things you need to learn in a survival situation for sure. Uh, and how you go out and, yes. and actually harvest the meat so that you can cook it over that open fire. Is this like scouting yep. for uh, adults? It is like scouting Sounds for adults, like it's but the... it's on, on steroids. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the, actual, the actual camp that we're doing in November, we're actually going to be uh, harvesting an animal and showing people how to do that. Awesome. Um, and it's going to be amazing, oh. and uh, we'll we'll get that done and broadcast that out also to our customers. We we train every single month, but we have four camps a year where we actually help people test their mm-hmm. skills and the knowledge they're acquiring from our company. Mm-hmm. We have a thirteen month program. Curious about a couple of things. First of all, is this? I know when you have your camps that it's in person. Is the rest of it online or is it in person? And what does the average client of yours, customer of yours, look like? demographically um we we all of our training is done via online and and we have people practice at home wherever they live and so uh, we have customers that were at the camp that were in their late teens all the way to uh in their 70s uh, and most of that skews from 50 on up 50 years old and up and um male and female but interesting. Um, the people at the camp were uh, 
primarily male, but our customers all over the United States and Canada are primarily female, 50 years and older, which is interesting to us. We we find that very fascinating when we start to understand demographics and psychographics of our customer base. Interesting. And while we're having this conversation, we're watching some of the video today from uh, Hurricane Adalia back there in Florida. We don't have anything like that that moves through here, but we do know that, uh, you know, we're at risk for earthquakes, and we've had a couple of those little warnings in the last few years. How do people get involved if they want to? Is it simply to go to your website? Yes, uh, we we don't have an open cart right now. You can actually go and put your email in there right now. It's just go to griddownreadiness.com, and uh, we have the ability for you to just uh, put your name and email in there, and then we will open up the cart in the month of October and uh, do prepare for another camp in, in November, as, as we said. So we don't open the cart all the time. Uh, we, we find that we do a lot better with people if we just focus intently on uh, the customers that we have for a, period, a quarter, uh, three months at a time, and that makes a big difference. All right. So it's grid down readiness.com if you're looking for uh, more information. And Russ, we always talk about it, but uh, a satellite phone is going to come in handy as a starter too. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it'd be a good thing to have in the box, but you're going to use it all the time if you're in the outdoors and yeah. you have businesses to run and things yeah. to do. And we should usually have a, a Starlink in stock for you to take out of it. it. It's most of the time off the shelf. Yeah. So reserve it early. And you can do that by calling 801-450-8317 or finding you online. Yeah, skycallsatellite.com. We'll take a break, come back and finish the program. Roger Eggett hopefully joins us next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Final couple of minutes of the program for another week, and of course, the great sponsor of this program, Bear River Lodge and Tracks Power Sports. Roger Eggett uh, is out there. You know, I've seen the changing of colors already. We were on a, a motorcycle ride last weekend, and I think you guys are out on one right now, uh, Roger, but there's actually some leaf changing going on already. It is fun to see. Good morning, Tim. Yes, it's fun to see the colors changing. And as I was driving up to the lodge on Wednesday, I noticed up on the high peaks there's still snow, <laughs> which, you know, the, it's going to be there till the new snow comes, I'm sure. It's too late for it to get melted now, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Uh, I mentioned this on uh, earlier in the program, but w- our ride took us up over uh, Big Mountain and down on the backside past East Canyon. 
That's down a little bit, but there's still a lot of activity going on there. But I'll tell you, Little Dell and Pineview Reservoir, which was another uh, one we passed, gosh, they're almost full pool right now. That's nice. Yeah, we rode our Harley this week past Pineview, and it looked full to me. It looked absolutely full. So, yeah, it's good water year. Yeah. Um, All right, let's talk about rides of another kind, because when these colors do start to change, they're going to it's going to happen fairly quickly. And unfortunately, it doesn't last long enough for most people to make plans. But it's a good time right now to be planning in the next few weeks to come up to the cabins at Bear River Lodge. If you can't stay, rent a machine there in the parking lot from tracks if you can make a weekend of it. But man, it's my favorite time of the year. It really is a great time of year, and if people want to get out and just enjoy the outdoors, if you haven't got out this summer or you want to get out another time, September and October are wonderful times to go riding up here. It's just beautiful. The colors are great. The weather is generally good. You might find some mud puddles, which, you know, we clean the machines when you're done, so that's okay. (laughs) But just go out and have some fun and just see. And, you know, the animals are moving around, too. So it's just a fun time to be outside. Yeah, I know that you were pretty close to, if not fully booked, for the Labor Day weekend, so that's a good sign. But I don't want people to miss out on the opportunity here in the weeks ahead. And uh, it really, we need to emphasize here, it doesn't matter what size group you've got. And I mean anything from just you and a friend or you and your significant other to a full group of uh, family reunion type. You've got room for everybody. Right. You know, most we have availability still most weekends. Some are hard to get in. If you're interested, you know, UEA is always a popular time. Get your reservations now for UEA. Get the kids there. Be out of school. Get them up here and have some fun. But you're right. The studio cabin sleep, too, and the new seven-bedroom cabin sleep, uh, what, 26? So whatever your group size, get them together and take multiple cabins if you have to. But get up and go enjoy the outdoors. We're bringing some friends up. Uh, Neither of the couples have actually been to the cabins at Bear River Lodge. So that I'm really looking forward to sharing what's uh, all around there. And I thought I'd pick your brain for just a second. When you do take a machine from the cabins, what's your favorite, one of your favorite uh, trails to take up there? Well, I, we generally go east up the Elizabeth Mountain Road or North Slope Road. It's, it's Forest Service Road 058, and everyone has their own name for it. But if you take that road up and you go up to Mill Creek, and that'll take you up to Elizabeth Mountain and up to Limb Lake, that's probably my favorite ride is to get up to Limb Lake, going through Mill Creek, going up the Elizabeth Mountain Road. So get up there and get up on top of a Mount Elizabeth and you ride out along the ridge line and you look down into the wilderness area where you cannot ride machines. So that's so pristine and it is so beautiful. I, you know, I get passionate about it, but get up to the ridge on Elizabeth mountain and look out into the wilderness area. And it's just inspiring. How's the fishing right now? Fishing's good. I watched some kids catch fish in our ponds the other day. So I think fishing's good. The runoff's all settled down and the fish are surviving. And so whether you're fishing the river or the reservoir, you know, Whitney Reservoir, any of the lakes, I think you should have good fishing this time of year. I forgot to ask you the last time uh, we had a chance to chat because nailing you down on any given weekend has not been easy lately. I'm playing a little game of not where's Waldo, but where's Roger uh, each week. Um, But what are the temperatures like at night? It's a little cool, so you want to bring a jacket. So we've already been in the 50s, and I think we even had some 40s. So you want to bring a jacket for the evenings. The days are pleasant. Uh, we've been still hitting close to 70, 
And I saw that most days are still in the 70s and for the next foreseeable future. But uh, I would plan on the 60s for the daytime temperatures and 40s at night. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll do just that. All right. Any recommendations as far as uh, tracks rentals go? Yeah, try everything. So if you're look, if you're not coming up to Bear River Lodge, go take out some jet skis one last time for this year. Go hop on some sea dews and go out for a ride. Those are fun. The dirt bikes are fun. But uh, if you're coming up to Bear River Lodge, we have two seaters, four seaters, six seaters, one passenger per machine. So whatever your group, just get them together and go have fun outside. Yeah, it really is great. When do you start making turns to put snowmobiles together? That's got to be happening pretty soon, isn't it? Uh, you know what, Tim? We just got some snowmobiles ordered this week, so uh, snowmobiling's coming. Probably in the next eight weeks, you'll see us building snow machines. Well, that's great. Uh, our motorcycle ride, by the way, took us right past uh, your location there up in Morgan, So, uh, and it didn't look like anybody was home at the moment or we would have stopped in. But so many ways to enjoy the outdoors, and of course you can do it with both the cabins of Bear River Lodge and Tracks Power Sports. Tell them where to find more information online, Raj. This place, go to BearRiverLodge.com. That's going to do it for this week's show. Don't go away. We'll turn things over to the greenhouse. Todd and Maria coming up. Thanks for listening this weekend. Have a great couple of days with your family. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.